I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Hello, my fellow DDP Yoga Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. right here at DDP Radio at ddpradio.com. Um, I'm going to see if uh, if this is Hayden because we're trying. Hayden's got some technical issues, so I'm going to see if this mm-hmm. is him. If I'm bringing him on, but uh, Hayden, Hello? is this you? Hello. It is. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, I got it. Uh, oh, man. Hayden had some technical issues and kind of uh, sneaked in last minute. Um, and know, we're going to get into our... T- Go on. What's that? I was just going to say that's two weeks in a row that Skype has nearly let me down at the last minute on this thing. Not good. Well, you're you're here. You're like Indiana Jones sliding under the stone wall and just reaching and grabbing your hat at the last second. Just kind of snuck in there just in time. Um, and, uh, of course, we have a lot of big news coming up in the next couple of weeks of DDP Radio, which we're not going to get into tonight. But a lot of big things, a lot of big changes, a lot of exciting things uh, going to be happening around here. So uh, um, Hayden and I are going to go forward with that, and we'll be back next week, and we'll talk about that. And uh, but, but first, I'm going to give you the formal introduction, Hayden. And uh, this is for Laura, who uh, I assume is ready to strangle you by now. But ladies and gentlemen, my co-host for the <laughs> evening right here at DDPRadio.com is... The one you have and no the idea. only hate... Uh, Hayden's been posting uh, some videos of himself walking into various rooms with his uh, lovely and uh, very patient (laughs) wife, Laura, kind of sitting there and taking that as he plays that theme song. So that's uh, Hayden's official intro on the show now. You're you're stuck with it. You have officially made my day. Honestly, (laughs) it's annoying the living hell out of it. Um, We did it today during class. Um, I had two classes back to back, had a bit of a break. And I was practicing my forearm balance against the wall. And as I was about to kick up, one of my guys from my class played that on his phone. And it just inspired me that little bit more because I felt glorious. So, and and yes. we get, we got to get into that in the next couple of weeks, too. Because um, uh, uh, you have a fear of inversion, right? You, you can't do the whole upside down thing. And uh, yeah. you've been kind of pushing yourself. Is that right? It goes a little bit deeper than that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, as you say, over the next few weeks because it's uh, – there's a bit more to it. All right. Well, so. we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, 
Uh, Hayden, I know uh, we've, we've been chatting back and forth this week, and uh, this is a really cool episode of DDP Radio. Um, mm-hmm. I think probably about a year and a half ago, I got this uh, this mess- this nice letter from uh, a guy in the DDP Yoga community. He sent me a bracelet and told me, you know, I wasn't really he wasn't really on my radar that much to begin with. Um, but he came in here and he kind of shared the story and told you know how the show helps him and sent this really nice bracelet. So obviously there, I knew that guy was touched in the head because he likes what I do. So obviously he's got issues, but he ended up growing on me. And he's a really really good guy, and he's got a really hell of a story. And this guy's a fighter. And if you guys have been on Facebook at all, the past couple weeks you've seen uh, the GoFundMe page going around. Um, you know, telling his story, and uh, I'm just going to bring him on right now to tell, uh, you know, from his point of view what happened, but he's down there at Ground Zero in Baton Rouge. I'm sure you've seen the floods on the news down there. It's just a, a catastrophic situation, and it's it's a very heartbreaking situation, and uh, we want to tell this story, but we also want to tell Alan's story, because Alan's not just, you know, we've been wanting to have him on the show before. I actually emailed him a few months ago, texted him, and said, we got to have you on in the next few weeks, and unfortunately, it's under these circumstances, but we want to get into a little bit of Alan's story and then talk about um, this hard, hard, hard thing. Um, Alan Craig, how are you, man? Alan. Oh. Alan, are you there? <laughs> Alan, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. I got out. <laughs> I dropped oh, out cool. and I had to call I... back in. Oh, there we go. I got it now. Um, how are you, man? Can you hear me now? We can, yes. dude. I can hear you. Okay, good. I dropped out for a second. I accidentally ended the call and had to call back on the queue. It was ridiculous. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, but we were just we were just giving you kind of like the backstory of what's going on right now. And uh, I, I, I know that when this all happened, I saw it via share on your Facebook page. And as I was telling you before you came on here, that I thought you were just sharing a random news story or a blog or something. And I didn't realize that you were in the thick of all this. Um, first of all, tell us, you know, what led up to this whole event. You were just going to work just like any other day, correct? Uh, that's correct. Um, I was going to work, and I was unfortunately going with, uh, to work with uh, the mindset that uh, things were going to be fine. Because uh, we to kind of put these floods into a little perspective, so you kind of understand, you know, why they're so bad. Um, I've been in Louisiana for most of my life. You know, I was born here. I was born in this. Uh, I was raised here in this town of Denham Springs, and uh, I've been through some of the worst storms that this state's ever had: Hurricane Andrew in '92, some of the worst flooding we had, um, Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Isaac. You know, we we have flooding constantly, but where I'm at specifically usually doesn't flood we're we're near a river but usually when there's flooding it's in you know low-lying areas around my area but never my street and my grandmother who lives two houses down from me she's been here 47 years and said even the worst flooding she saw which was in uh, 1983 the worst it ever got was up to her doorstep because the streets are a little low and the houses are slightly higher than the street but they just don't flood. That's why this is such a, a, a an aberration from what we've experienced in the past. You know, we've had flooding in Louisiana, but where I'm at specifically, it never happened like this. And that was my mindset. I woke up on Saturday morning when all this started. We had a couple of days of just torrential downpour of this system sitting on top of us and, and just churning and dropping rain on us. 
and it was affecting other places, and I was getting uh, the notifications of uh, flash flood warnings, and I've gotten them before and never been affected by them. So I didn't really pay that much attention to them. And I got up at 6.30 to go to my job. Um, the water was coming over a main highway that's near my house, but it was coming over slowly, and they were blocking it off. So I went around, went to work, and then about an hour and a half later, and I left my house. My streets were dry, except for you know the rain. There was no standing water on my street. Hour and a half later, I get a call from uh, my wife that she's standing in ankle-deep water in the house, and it's waist-deep outside. So I got into my car, and I hauled ass down the interstate, and my only thought was that I had to get to my family because my wife was stuck in the house with our nine-year-old and our three-year-old and our five-month-old. And it was just them and my elderly grandmother down the street. And it was waist deep deep outside. So, you know, like you mentioned before, Mike, it was fight or flight mode for me. And I get to town, and I go as far as I can to my house without actually plowing into standing water. And I parked my SUV, and what I hoped, what I had hoped was was high ground and uh, I just started hoofing it as fast as I could. And no matter what kind of shape you're in, trudging through standing water is a very taxing experience. Um, but I started plowing in through water that was uh, shin high and became knee high. And the further along I got, the deeper it got. And I was moving against a, a current because it was Come, I was moving in the direction of my neighborhood. The water was coming from the direction of my neighborhood. So needless to say, it was uh, very physically exhausting to have to do that. And, you know, it, it occurred to me at a later time that if I was not in the shape that I am, I might not have been able to do what I did because – I walked for roughly two miles uh, through that kind of water to get to my family, and I, I, I was just in a real panic mode. You know, uh, I, there was an element of uh, you know pure adrenaline rush to get to them, and I had to cross several uh, intersections that had deeper and stronger running water than I was uh, moving up against, but. Um, it was about that time that I uh, I couldn't I had tried to call 911 while I was walking called fire and rescue and you know the everything was happening all at once so those lines were clogged they were busy um and people weren't able to get help so the only thing that I knew to do was to start live uh feeds on my Facebook page and hope that somebody was watching and paying attention and could get that information and try to get some help to me and my family. So I was getting out uh, my address, uh, my location, who, you know, my family, where they were stuck at, and uh, all the while trying to make it to them as quickly as I could. People, you know, think about, um, you know, going through the water and stuff, and, you know, they think about wading in the pool. It's like, oh, I can do that. But you're not in a pool. You're in miles worth of of 
Uh, and, you know, I don't think in my best shape I can do that, which, you know what they say, you know, you don't realize how strong you are until strong is all you got. You you have to be strong. Um, yeah. And, and that was the thing. Like, you had your family at the end of that rope, and, and you were going to do whatever it took to, to take there. And that's that whole, you know, fight or flight, you know, whatever it takes thing. And you see on the news people, you know, mothers and stuff that will lift up a car to get their child underneath it when that that when strength is all you have left to, you know, you need it. And, uh, you know, you can do amazing things when under that kind of, you know, determination. Uh, and looking back now, what I did was, you know, it was amazing in a sense. It was also, you know, extremely dangerous. Um, I was running, it was like that scene, uh, in the beginning of the new Batman versus Superman where everybody's running away from the falling buildings and clouds. And I was the only one, you know, running into the danger, Passing, I was passing people in boats, passing people on foot who were telling me not to go in. The water was too strong, and I, I didn't want to hear it. I, I you know, mm-hmm. I flat out, you know, blocked them out of my heads. And uh, one gentleman coming out of my neighborhood uh, told me, he said, "You can't go in there. That's chest deep water, and uh, at the intersections where there's no, uh, where there's no blockage of the current, the current's too strong." And I remember telling this guy, he said, "It's not as strong as me." And I pushed right past them, and uh, I went on my way because my family was close by. They needed me, and I – the phrase come hell or high water comes to mind. I was definitely in hell and high water, and I, I honest to God, was not going to let anything stop me from getting them. Even if we couldn't get anywhere, which we couldn't, uh, they didn't need to be there without me. So I did manage to make it all the way there, and we got them. And we only had could only get out with uh, what we had on our back and uh, what was stuffed into my uh, my son's baby bag. And we went down a couple of houses to my grandmother's house, where by virtue of her having se- uh, a fence and several trees on the line of her property, there was no current there. The, the water was standing still. We were able to get there with several other neighbors and her and wait and try and find uh try and find a way to contact someone to come get us by boat because even though I risked going in there and you know facing those waters the way that I did I couldn't do the same thing with them with me not with a baby and a 3-year-old and uh, especially a 9-year-old it, the water in the middle of the streets by that point had gotten too high and too strong for me to uh for me to risk with them so then I started doing more live videos to try and get word out to uh, authorities to come and get us. And I think we waited for about an hour and a half and two hours. Um, the waters were still slowly kind of rising because uh, it was a flash flood. And by the time I arrived, if um, I had arrived at about the time that I could only have gone in and did what I did if I had gotten there that point or sooner because after I got there, the waters got higher, they got stronger, and I probably would have had to swim if I was going to even attempt it You know, after the time that I got there. But thankfully, I didn't have to, and uh, you know, so we, did a, I sent did a out boat the video. By or? Yes, uh, actually, uh, we had a lot of boats come by, and uh, it was the same thing with the people who were in boats that I passed on the way in. Um, they all, I don't, not, not really sure why they all gave me the excuse of we'll come back and they never came back. But 
if my only mindset was if while I was making the trek is if you can't help me, I don't have time to talk to you and discuss this, and I don't have time mm-hmm. to beg you to come help me. Uh, so while we waited, there were boats that came by, and some said they were coming back, and uh, one finally eventually did uh, come back, and uh, I got my family on a boat first. They got sent to dry land, and then they came back, and I helped my uh, my grandmother get on a boat next because she's in her mid-70s. She's had you know multiple breaks and falls, and she does not have uh, very good mobility, and she has a knee that won't bend. So they, I knew they were going to need me there to help lift her up into the boat, and they brought her to safety, and then they came back, and they got me and the, the uh, only other neighbor that was left in my little uh, – on my block. And it was about that point that the waters were starting to go up from waist high to uh, where we were standing to about chest high. And as I come to learn, uh, the waters where we were at would get to about six feet high. So if we'd stayed there, you know, we would have either been gone or we would have been on the roof. Mm-hmm. So we managed to get evacuated, thankfully, and uh, we tre- trekked for another mile or so um, in the rain and took shelter underneath a little awning. And waited for my dad to uh, brave go his truck through some high waters just to get us. And it was at about that point that uh, I'm sitting there waterlogged with my family. You know, we lost everything, and that that thought was in the back of my head that when all the, when I, we got settled in and safe and dry somewhere, um, that I was probably going to have to go online and see if uh, I could make a GoFundMe page or something like that. And that was my exact thought. I'll probably have to make a GoFundMe page and see if anyone will help with this. And God bless Travis Roberts. Before I was even dry, before my family was even uh, out of danger uh, in that area, he went online and he got the ball rolling on a GoFundMe page. And he kept – he has kept at that GoFundMe to uh, get people – get it in front of people's eyes and help us out, and that is something I, honest to God, cannot thank him enough for. It, it is something that has blown me away in ways that I cannot even describe, and if he when, wants to go ahead had, and uh, take it from there. Yeah, I'm going to bring him on. When I had messaged you, and I uh, we had messaged back and forth a couple of days ago – because I was kind of out of the loop in all of this, and you know, you sent me the links, and you're and you're watching it in real time and stuff. And I watched it a couple of days later, knowing that you're safe and knowing the outcome. But that's an intense watch. You're watching, and there's the potential of something going horribly wrong. Which I guess that's a really good feature, uh, the Facebook Live thing. And I hope that can really help some some people in serious uh, distress in the future. But just watching that was terrifying. But when I messaged you and we were talking, I had said to you, I had said. You know, one of the the very you know, there's not there's hard to find the positives in a situation like this, but one of the positives is is when you're really down and you're really out in life, you're either going to find out the people who are there for you and, and the people you can depend on and all that stuff. And a lot of times, the people that come out of the woodworks to kind of help and lift you up are the ones you'd least expect it. 
And with the DDP yoga community, like I said in my video, we all come from different walks. I'm from one part of the country. You know, Travis is from another. You're from another. Hayden's over in the U.K., and, uh, you know, when one of our owners is down and out, we're, 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 we're so glad to kind of help and, and all rally together to pull them up. And like you said, Travis was the one that before you were even on dry land um, to kind of get this thing rolling. And, and Travis is, you know, you know, Travis, he's on the show all the time, but he's a genuinely one of the good guys. And uh, I want to bring him on for a second and, uh, and talk about um, his process and all of this. Travis, you there, buddy? Hey, hey guys. How you doing? Hey, Travis. Yo. Hey, Travis. Uh, so here's so here here's where the story picks up. It's just gonna just kind of give you the lead up to this here. I was up early that morning. I was actually do, working with Farron Tebow on uh, working on level one workouts. Uh, where he's he's in the certification program. So we were just we had just got done going through level one workout. Got done doing his stuff. Starting working on another video. And. During the video, during my my second level one workout, I get this message from from Perrin. It's like, do you see what's happened with with Alan? And I go, no. So I stop a second. I look there, and he's in ankle, you know, and before he was in ankle ankle deep water and and whatnot. And you know, and so I said, wow, that's 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 horrible. And hopefully, it dies down a little bit there. Uh, but uh, so I went on a little bit more. And I got another message, and then I saw Alan's video, and his and his video was just labeled "help," and it was it was it was when you was in waist high water, and you can see the panic mode in his face. He was you know he was frantic for his family. It was it was that it was that look. Uh, and that video that said, you know, guy, got to do, you know, I got to do something, you know. The, can you? And my the first thought on my mouth was, is anybody making calls to tell these people, tell somebody where they're at so we can get votes? So uh, you know, I, I message a few people and say, can you make calls? You know who to call, whatever else, and you kind of get platitudes and whatever else. And at that point, it's like going, okay. Time to time to put the internet to work here. I got phone numbers. I started call, trying to call the city. The city emergency lines were busy, so I ended up calling the state. And I said, "Hey," and I got through to them and I said, "Look, here's you know here's the address. Here's where they're at." I had to call them back a couple different times because I had one address. It was wrong. I gave. I called them back to say I need a correction. Here's the new address. I Facebook message you know the city, the state said, hey, get boats these people. We got three young kids, a wife, a hard working father and some and uh you know, elderly person with with mobility issues and that was just a guess at my point. I didn't know, you know, exactly what the deal was there, but that's just from what I what I what I've gathered from conversations and, and just messages that I've seen from Alan in the past. I just went off that information. And so then you know, once I knew we had somebody on on board, get them whatever else. The next thing was, he's lost everything, um, and you know, I just I can't just sit there and do nothing. Um, <clears throat> I was um, back in 2007, just um, Aberdeen. I'm from Aberdeen, South Dakota, which you know, South Dakota is pretty much flat, more or less flat plain. But we were by a river, and we had 
flooding that came from the James River that, you know, you don't, Aberdeen doesn't flood that much, but when it does, it, you know, it takes up a good part of the city. Um, and I had basements that flooded, but I never had anything where every, where you lost everything. And as I go in, you know, you actually need to be taken right then and there. It was, it was, a, it was a, just an instant decision. So I went on GoFundMe. I got the page going. I tried to get uh, photos off of Alan's page in there, and it wouldn't accept the photos. So I just put a video up and said, hey, look, I'm creating this page. Here's what's going on. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's get reach out to all the DDP Yoga family and anybody we can get her, get, you know, get her hands on, and let's get some help. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, it's as simple as that. And just have a page up right now, as a matter of fact, uh, since I started this, or since this has been going, uh, this has been shared 954, uh, 954 times. Yep. So uh, with uh, with a total of about 6,900 visits on this page, people have come over and seen exactly what's happening. Um, and it's wow. just a matter of just continuous, continuous exposure, updates, doing everything I can to reach out to as many people as possible. I called Dallas, I called Brenda, I messaged them, I, you know, whoever I can get my hands on to try to, you know, and, and, and everybody, and like I knew they would, <clears throat> the DDP Yoga family has come together and their connections have come together to, to help out. Um, and it just, it's this sort of, this sort of thing that happens that, that, you know, I've said in the past that just cements to me why DDP Yoga isn't just a community. It just isn't just an exercise program. We're family. And we, when, when things happen, we come together to help each other and, and make things happen. And that's what this whole thing is all about. Uh, we have bottom the uh, the link posted in uh, the bottom of uh, the description in the app, and uh, I'm sure Travis will get it out there and be sure to put it on all the pages and stuff and get it out there. But in a moment like this, people don't realize how much, uh, you know, obviously there's certain things like, you know, Alan was telling us beforehand, and we're going to talk to him just about it in a second, but you, know, you can replace the TV and the DVD player, and you can get a new, you know, cell phone or whatever you might need. But you don't realize the personal stuff that you've had your whole life. Or, you know, Alan was talking about the, the letters that he wrote back and forth to his wife um, when they were first dating. And, and it's, you know, it, the material things don't matter, but there's a lot of, you know, emotional ties to a lot of the, the things that you lose. And you don't think about that in the, in the, in the immediate, do you, Alan? Say again? I said you don't – you kind of take that stuff for granted, uh, like – when you just haven't sitting around for so many years and you realize that, you know, the, the stuff is gone that real, that really means something, not the TV and the DVD player, but the real stuff. Yeah. And that's true. Um, I mean, me and my wife and I are not big fans of having clutter. So, you know, we usually only keep things that are, ne you know, absolutely necessary. We, you know, we don't have a whole lot of knickknacks and stuff like that. And, you know, 
you know, we can, you know, replace furniture and uh, stuff like that. But, you know, even as I was, you know, throwing out, I spent all day today throwing things out uh, that were waterlogged, um, salvaging a couple of things that could be cleaned a little bit. You know, uh, I saved some stuff that was, uh, that was muddy. And, um, and, and if you've never been inside of a house that's been flooded, it, it's awful. It smells like death's armpit. Um, there's mud everywhere. You ha- I had to wear a face mask. Um, and on top of it, it's Louisiana. It's August. It's really hot. It's like an oven out here. So I did not have a lot of fun today. And uh, a lot of the things that uh, I throw out, you know, might be just some papers here and there. But there are, you know, pictures that can't be replaced that aren't on, that aren't digital. Um, the the letters between me and my wife, that was one thing. Um, I found her uh, father's hat. My, my father-in-law, bless his soul, he was from Texas. Uh, he's passed on, and uh, one of the few mementos that my wife has left of him is his cowboy hat, and it was smashed, and it had mud all over it. But I washed it and put it in the sun, and I said, you know, no matter what, this is gonna, this is coming with me. And you know, and I was I was kind of having a little light time of it until I came across those letters. Um, some stuff I got fortunate with, um, the picture albums of. Uh, our, our wedding day uh, thankfully stayed dry. Uh, it was high up on a shelf and didn't get hit by water. Some other pictures did, and I'm going to try and uh, you know salvage those. Because uh, unfortunately, kiddos, I'm old enough to remember a time when if you wanted a picture, you didn't have it on a phone. You had to go out and actually buy a camera, and then you had to pay somebody to physically develop that film and then get it back from them at some point. And that was usually it. You know, you had those pictures, and you had the pictures. If the pictures got lost, you didn't have the pictures anymore. There, you know, wasn't a big social media network that you could uh, put them on. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when um, you messaged me this past week, um, you, at the end of our conversation, you said, you know, you know, count your blessings. You know, you never know. And you know, you've tried to end that conversation with with a positive tone and. Sometimes in these really shitty, shitty times, it's kind of hard to find a silver lining in all of it. But, you know, you're very cognizant of the fact that you left that house with the four most prized possessions and your four most important things in your life. And, and that is some kind of, you know, in, in a Absolutely. weird way, a, a, a positive in this situation. And you're very in tune with how lucky you are to be walking out there with your family, you know? Yeah, uh, it was looking back now. um, Luck and God and anything else was uh, very much on my side with that because, uh, you know, it, it could have very much gotten way worse, way faster. You know, there was a thousand things that could have gone wrong there, you know, against me. And, you know, for the most part, we have been uh, fairly positive. I mean, it, it still sucks, but, you know, the kids are here at my uh, – I'm fortunate enough to have parents who have enough room for all of us. Um and, you know, the kids are uh, running around laughing and they're playing. You know, the, the gravity of it hasn't really set in on them yet. And uh, it's kind of – it's sitting on me and my wife. But, you know, we're doing what we can. We just – we're pushing forward and seeing where we can go next from here. You know, getting our own place and getting another vehicle and getting, uh, you know, things set up to where we can have, that you know, our little slice of life back. But we are here and – um, unfortunately, there's been 12 people who didn't make it through this flood uh, so far, and 
it hasn't just hit us in my little town. It's kind of come around and it's spread and it's kind of affected the lower, the entire lower portion of the state. But we're at the point now, thankfully, a lot of the waters are starting to recede. People can get in and out. And uh, we had a little, a couple small miracles here and there um, in our panic to get out of the house. Um, we left our cats, um, not out of, uh, disrespect for the cats themselves but because you know i had to get i was more focused on my family than my pets and i was praying that our cats would hopefully be resilient enough to ride out the flood and thankfully they were when i got back i uh did a video of me coming up on the house for the first time and i started hearing their meows and i got them and it made me and my wife very happy to know that they were fine and they are nice and fed oh. and happy now. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's a that's such a cool you know postscript to the to the story. Hayden, were you going to say something? No, I was just saying how awesome. Said exactly the same as you. It's it's incredible that you've been through all of that. You go back and the cat's still there. That's fantastic news. Because, like you say, a cloud with silver lining amongst everything. If you can have one, that's a good one to have, isn't it? Yeah, they they definitely used up one or two of their uh, nine lives. Uh, that, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> and we were having a heck of a time because when we evacuated, we're over here at my parents. The waters came down the river, and they flooded in all the roads in and out of our uh, little town. And so there was nowhere for me and my wife to go. We couldn't get up and go back to the house until the floodwaters receded. And she was on the phone like a mad person trying to find anyone who was rescuing animals in the storm to go by our house. And unfortunately, because uh, it's the same thing with uh, why the authorities didn't come pick us up, uh, they were just so overwhelmed by the suddenness of it, and you know, you know, the the, the authority structure kind of broke down some, and so you just had this mad rush of people who wanting to help, who had a boat that were in there, and they were getting, you know, they were deluged with phone numbers uh, from people, please go pick up my family member, please go pick up my uh, my kids over here, and. Uh, you know, even when they were actively looking for the pets, you know, we were kind of low on the list. But thankfully, when, it all turned out good. And to their credit, uh, they uh, were they were they were pretty responsive, whatever. Because when I left messages for them, they made sure to call me back. They made sure that every you know things were accurate. They you know they they did follow up. But you know, when you're dealing with an area that typically historically doesn't flood. Yeah, and, and and you're not prepared for that sort of disaster. You know, you are you're you're just you're making things up on the fly where, wherever you can to try to save as many people as possible. That's just the bottom line. And we did find mm-hmm. out later that uh, the 911 dispatch center that's in our parish uh, flooded, and that was not helping things at all either. <laughs> no, absolutely. And most of us, you know, we complain about the day-to-day things, but most of us, you know, living in, you know, first world countries and stuff, we've never actually, you know, the majority of it has never actually experienced true, true crisis. We we, we complain and we find things to bitch about, but we've never actually been in that moment of, of just disaster and crisis. And, and like you said, just the structure broke down and you know, there there's so many people, you know, calling at once and there's only so many people because it's just an average day. They weren't expecting this. So the average amount of law enforcement's on call, the average amount of EMTs. So when this all happens, 
But I got to say something about you guys down there is, you know, I know it hasn't been typically in your area, but in that general um, region of the United States, you guys are tough sons of bitches and you guys always bounce back. And the thing about this stuff is, is that I, I saw countless videos of people just patrolling citizens in their boats to help and come up and, and try to help people and save people and scoop people up. And, and that's just the resiliency that you guys have down there to rebuild and take care of your own. And just for hours, I see, I've seen videos of people just, you know, patrolling the streets, helping where they can. And, and that's a great quality that I, I notice a lot down in your region. And one thing that one thing that helps is you know Louisiana is typically known as the sportsman's paradise. There's a lot of a uh, lot of hunting and a lot of fishing that goes on in the state, and fishing is one of our biggest uh, our biggest uh, tourist things and one of our uh, biggest uh, revenue makers. You would be hard pressed to walk ten minutes in any direction and not find someone's house with a boat at it. So those who were dry and they had a boat, you know, they were putting them out in the water and going out and getting people and taking them to some kind of safety. And uh, that that was exactly uh, who picked us up. It was just a couple of guys who were out in their boat pulling people out. And uh, I've been trying to find their numbers so I can uh, and, and their faces and names so I can thank them because they really did save our lives. If we had stayed there much longer, you know, we would be on the roof and trying to flag down that helicopter that I was trying to flag down in one of my videos that never uh, – Never hovered over around or near us uh, long enough to actually uh, let it point us out. But you know, we we have traditionally gone through you know quite a few storms, and uh, you know sometimes they, the the response to them storms can kind of work against us in that way. It's like I said, I've I've had flooding around here before and heavy rains and storms. I didn't think that this area would flood the way it did. You know that the same thing happened in Contrita. You had a lot of people who were uh, stuck in not, not just stuck in New Orleans, but there were some people who were in New Orleans and figured it's a hurricane, it'll blow over. We've gone through this before, and then the flooding happened, and then all of a sudden it was a, a completely different crisis. It's it just it's just amazing how you know you know it worked out, and and there was that possibility that couldn't have worked out, which is which will screw with your mind a little bit too. But, you know, to tie this all into to the GDP radio thing, as you had put it before, uh, you know, when we were talking, you said that I couldn't have done this. Uh, I don't think I could have done this if I had been my old self without, you know, having gotten myself in shape. And it, it kind of reminds me, you know, the movie Signs, where the guy is placing all the glasses of water, the kid's placing, they think he's autistic or OCD, placing the glasses. And then when it comes time to save their lives, those glasses that he placed – have been, you know, the reason that, that 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 they made it, and they were there all along, and it's almost like you were training for this thing that you never knew that was going to come up, and you were training the past couple of years and working hard for this big event that you had no idea was ever going to happen, but when it did, you were prepared for it. Yeah, I'm, I've, if if I could have a little more uh, consistency with my diet and uh, whatnot, you know, my unsightly gut might still hang around but uh i can tell you this my uh i have been for the last couple of months getting up in the morning and uh trying to jog i jog at least three miles every day before this happened and uh thank god it wasn't uh, a crisis that required me to depend on my core but i can i can definitely say you know from year not just uh years of working shift work as a nurse, but working uh, back when I was in construction too. Um, thank God I have strong legs. 
and uh, they're stronger because of DDP yoga. My stability was stronger because there were times when the current was trying to uh, sweep me away, and I had both hands out to try and you know keep myself steady. And I don't have the best balance. Uh, you can you can ask anybody who's done workouts with me. Um, uh, when I was at the uh, performance center last year, I was in front of uh, Stevie Richards, and uh, you know I was you know have a little trouble with the balance specific positions and he came up to me afterwards and he gave me a little words of wisdom he says you know we're not all uh, you know not all of us are built the same you know if you don't have he says i don't have a uh, great balance issue uh, balance either he says you know don't be ashamed that you have uh, you know you wobble on uh, certain things and i took a lot of comfort with that because you know when we do the uh, programs you know like dallas says anything's possible Sometimes you play to your strengths uh, in the workout, and uh, sometimes you have areas that you don't always uh, that that you don't always excel at, or might not excel at, no matter how, how hard you train. You know, I may I, I don't I'll try, but I may never be able to do a forearm stand as well as some folks. But I'm okay with that because you know I have strengths in other areas of the program that, you know, I excel at that some other uh, folks tell me, how in the world do you do that? And I say, well, it's just something that comes natural to, naturally to me in, in that particular regard. And, and what's more and what's even stronger than that is that, and not just the workouts that, you know, that, you know, getting, you know, moving towards trying to get better, you know, you have strengths in some places, you are working on, you know, getting other things stronger and whatever else there, but it's that continue, that drive to move forward, no matter how many times you fall down, it's that continual drive to move forward, and it takes the never, ever, ever, ever give up to a whole new level. It's so true, and I gotta ask, how, how sore were you the next two, three days? My thighs felt like overcooked spaghetti. I, I could <laughs> barely stand the next day. I was so exhausted. Ugh. But like you said, that's when that whole uh, you know fight or flight, that whole adrenaline kicks in, and you know I yeah. you know, probably walking through myself, I probably would have lasted a like half a mile and I'd be dead. And you probably normally would, but when that ultimate prize is at stake, you just you make yourself get there no matter what. Um, you know, Dr. Tom Pritchard always puts uh, on Twitter, he had this three options. Uh, there's, uh, you know, one, um, it, it, it's possible to, uh, I can't remember what it is, but happens, and three, whatever it takes. And, you know, whatever it takes is, is what you face in that situation because there are no other options. Oh, that's very true. I mean, you know, I did what I had to do. My family was there, and, and they were there without me. And even though I couldn't go anywhere once I got to them, it was, you know, to me it was just I had to be there. I had to be there with them to, to comfort them, to give them my strength because, you know, um, in many ways in uh, just my regular family life, that's what I am is the, the pillar of strength of the family. I'm the sole, uh, I'm the sole breadwinner. Um, I do all the work. You know, I try and set the example for my kids to follow. Credit to my son. He was, you know, he's nine years old. Um, he was not scared during the uh, during the entire ordeal. He was even laughing at some of the furniture that was floating by, and uh, I was glad for that because uh, he wasn't making light of it. But he was uh, he was not terrified by it either. 
And you, you guys kind of, being that kind of takes strength. Yeah. If you look, you, at you guys if you being look, in the thick of everything there, right now. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Travis. Go ahead. I was going to say, and if you look at the videos, all tell you what, all you all, the whole story you could tell right in the look in your eyes, Alan. The whole the whole story was right there in the eyes that said that no matter what you had to go through, no matter you know what obstacles were in front of you, you were going to do everything humanly possible to get to your family and and make sure everybody was safe and sound. And that tells the I mean that's the whole that's the whole story right there. Well, thanks, Travis. I mean, it, it it didn't feel brave or courageous or uh, daring at the time. You know, it it was just uh, instinct. Is the only way I know how to put it. You know, they needed me. I had to be there, and it was it was just it, it was no matter what it took. You know, my, my body was uh, failing. Was it might have been a consequence, but you know, it, I just I couldn't fail. Yep. Really it's, not, it's not about it's not about straight about being brave or being courageous. It's about looking forward and getting it done, and that's exactly what you did. And, and yeah, you know, being in the thick of things right now, it's kind of hard to uh, you know. You look at the future, and, and you know you got to get a new place, you got to get a new car, you got to replace all your stuff, and it's gonna be. It looks like a long, long road from now, and it is a long road. But, you know, a year from now and, and you guys have moved on and you've gotten settled and you've gotten where you want to be, um, you know, it's it's you're going to look back and you're going to have a brand new perspective and a brand new appreciation for the little things that you have. You know, people don't realize that, you know, possessions are, are just that possessions. They're not what really matter in the world. But, you know, there's a lot that, you know, you depend on on a daily basis and those can be replaced. But ultimately, you walked out of there with the greatest part of your life intact. And, and you appreciate that, and, and, and you're thankful for that. And a year from now, you're going to look back at this, and you're going to have a hell of a story to tell. You're going to have a hell of a lot of perspective and a lot of uh, appreciation. And it's going to take some time. But, man, you know that everyone in DDPO is going to be here through that journey, and we're going to be here by your side. Whether we like you or not, we're going to be here. Travis, I don't like you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, but that's that's really just a you know it's an important thing that we, you've got this this crew of people here, you know who kind of surrounded themselves around you and the people who have shared the Facebook posts and, and shared the the pages. You know most of these people, but the vast majority you've never actually shook hands with in real life. And these people come together to kind of you know pick you up in your dark moment, and uh, that's a big deal. And it shows that you're respected in this community and you're loved. And there's a lot of good people here who've got your back. Well, it's it's definitely going to be a long road ahead, but it's going to be uh, it's it's made a whole lot easier thanks to what Travis has done for me and my family, and uh, it's something that's continuing to blow me away every time I uh, go online and look, because you know he's he didn't just take the ball and run with it. You know he's been providing updates and he's helping pushing it while I've been trying to you know keep us settled in here and take care of the family and uh you know try and settle uh settle up the things with the house and. You know, just pick up the pieces that were that have fallen around me, and uh, it, that's something that I can't ever repay. Um, but hopefully, one day I can uh, meet in person and give them a, a hug and show them just how much I appreciate it. I I, really, I look forward to that day too, there, Alan. You know, for me, 
you know, for, and I tell you what, you know, I, you know, as much as I would love to say, you know, it's all about me, it's not. I mean, all I'm doing is using that DDP yoga, you know, old-time DDP yoga adage of being uh, pleasantly persistent and just, you know, and just kind of, you know, putting out there to as many people as possible, you know, you know, trying to, you know, keep on giving updates. It is the, the response that I've got, you know, we've gotten uh, for people coming together and saying, and not just donations. I'm not just talking about the money donations, whatever else. There's, there's this, there's this whole other thing happening here too, which I've, I know you've got some of this here, Alan, where people are getting, you know, clothing, uh, non-perishable food items, uh, toys, pet supplies. Uh, I talked to somebody today that they, uh, uh, one of our, one of the, one of the, uh, <clears throat> one of our, our friend, our mutual friends, Kelly Barda, is getting her whole dental, her, her whole dental clinic together to get a big donations out to you and, and, and stuff. And, you know, and, and she's up and she's up in my neck of the woods in Minnesota, you know, um, it's just, but the, the people coming together and, and saying, what can we do to help is just, is so awe inspiring. And I'm just, I'm just happy to be there to help out, to be able to kind of, get this going so we can reach out and help somebody who really, really needs it and really, really deserves it. Thank you, Travis. Do you have the link? I don't, um, I don't know Alan, what to say. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Travis, do you, have the, do you have like a shorter version of the link? I posted something, but it's got like a bunch of numbers and stuff behind right. it. Is there like a backslash uh, something that you can just stay on the yep. air to kind yep. of make it so an audio? Go, yep, GoFundMe.com. So it's, it's GoFund.me forward slash to JJMDPW. And I All will. Right. And well, I, well, I'll, I'll post. I'll post the link up on there, and I will also post the address for those people who want. To you know, maybe you want, maybe you have uh, clothing, non-perishables. You want to send care boxes, care packages, whatever the case is. I will also post up the address where you can send all of that to. Um, because I mean, even if you can't provide money, anything that you can provide there is is so appreciated. Um, so that that information will be available as well. Awesome. And uh, thank you, and, and Alan, I'll be sure to send you my Obama 2012 shirts if you'd like them. I can I can ship them over to you. I think they're outdated now. So, oh good. Uh, I love <laughs> I love you, brother. The dogs need something um, to lay on. <laughs> I love you, brother. Um, Alan and I have this great dynamic where we go back and forth, and it, it's one of those things. I just want to touch on this real quick because Alan and I are like I talked about are completely different people, and sometimes there's this this kind of uh, idea online that if people don't agree with your ideals, you can't associate them or you can't like them and stuff. And, and Alan and I, I truly enjoy Alan and we like enjoy sparring despite being different people. And just because you're different doesn't mean you can't be friends and you can't be anything. And so many people kind of take that too seriously. And uh, you know, it, it's cool because there's so many different people in this melting pot of DDP uh, yoga that I truly enjoy. 
Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's that could be a whole episode in and of itself. Is uh, <laughs> how that's kind of changed my uh, my mindset and uh, how the community uh, kind of infused a lot of positivity into my life that I didn't have before. And uh, I've probably said it before. Anyone who's uh, met me online probably would not have recognized me from uh, before I started the program because I was a very angry, bitter, cynical person, and I would just as soon have wanted to slap the taste out of your mouth than uh, associate with you, you know, but. There have been – it's something that I've learned over time to uh, that I would rather have a friend than have an argument. And uh, uh, folks like uh, Mike and uh, Eric Turner, you know, we'll, we had little spats online, and uh, I would always go back and go, no, I'd, I'd rather have that person as my friend. You know, um, these days I've just, I've just learned to, you know, let a lot of water slide off my back. No matter what I believe, I'd rather have this person as my friend. Uh than you know, just sit here and bicker and argue in arguments that go nowhere and don't change anyone's mind and don't do anything for me except make me angry. And that's something the you know, I can the community can uh, has done for me that I also can't repay. And, and we we, we talked last. Yes, absolutely. And we talked uh, – like literally I had messaged you like a month ago saying we're going to be doing a new feature of having new people on the sh- – you know, people we haven't had get on the show come guest on it. And we had talked about getting you on here, and I didn't want this to be the circumstances. So you're going to make me a promise that when you guys get your me feet either. on the ground and stuff, you'll you – know, when you guys get your feet on the ground and get your, your bearings about you got to come on and tell your real story. You know, this is just a part of the story, but you got a whole hell of a – amazing journey that led you to this point and you got to come on and talk about it with us uh when you guys get your bearings okay absolutely i'm your huckleberry all right and and to end this uh, this episode on a little bit of a comical note i just want to report that the flash the flashlight was recovered and is in uh is in stable condition <laughs> leave it to leave it to merch mullins to be able to pick up, pick up the ball and run with it right because uh, uh, you know, expect anything less. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, you guys, you guys have been for great. Thank you, you, Travis. For those of you who don't oh, know what ahead, he's talking about, um, um, for those of you who don't know what Mike's talking about, uh, I posted it on my Facebook today. Just a little lighthearted something. Um, while I was picking up at my house, I went into my front yard and there was a flashlight sitting underneath my window. <laughs> I don't know who's and no one claimed it, so I just went ahead and kicked it to the curb. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone would dare claim it. Wow. Well, I am. I think I would have respected them if they had. Come <laughs> <laughs> uh, up to your yard and say, "Oh, I've been looking everywhere for that." You would just kind of smile and back away a little slowly first, and then a little yeah. quicker, and then go and get a hand sanitizer. And just, uh, well, that, that was quintessential quintessential DDP radio talking about the most heartbreaking, you know, dark subject and finishing up with a, a flashlight joke. So <laughs> that's where we go. But thank you, Alan, um, so much, and, and good luck to you and your family. And I'll be in touch, of course. And uh, you know, you guys out there, you know, who take for granted uh, the daily ease that we live our lives, you know, just keep in mind that every one of us can be brought to our knees in an instant by life. Um, so keep a good perspective, keep positivity and keep love in your heart and uh, keep supporting Alan and his family because they're really, really decent people, uh, hardworking, really good people. And uh, we wish them all the best in their rebuilding. 
Thank you, Mike. Oh, no problem, man. And um, thank you, Travis, for for hopping on with us too, and and for getting the ball rolling on this too. We appreciate that, man. Hey, any, I'm always happy to help. That's the way I always say. All right, and um, Hayden, Hayden, we didn't get to talk much. We had a lot to lot going on tonight, no, but uh, I, you and I are going to be back next week, and we got a yeah, lot of big I, changes, big announcements. Yeah, definitely. I mean, today I, I kind of wanted to let Alan do the talking because it's really important what he's been through. Um, key point, more than anything else, is the positivity of this family and the power. They did it for me last year when I went through a tough time. Um, I They made me sort of... I was doubting humanity. They made me realize that there is some positivity out there in the world. And hopefully we're doing the same again for Alan now as a family. So just keep plugging it. Keep sharing the GoFundMe page and we'll hopefully see some good things coming soon. But next week, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to you about what's happening and where we're going. Yes. Yes, uh, some some big changes, some big news, and uh, we're we're gonna have a fun show next week. So Hayden and I will mm-hmm. be back with you, and uh, much lust, 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 not lust, much love to Alan and his family. Uh, I got the flashlight on my mind. Um, but uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, for DDP Radio, my name is Mike Mullins. For Hayden Walden, for Travis and uh, Alan, uh, best of luck to you guys, and remember to never ever give up. And Hayden. Walden has left the building. Every show from now on. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Payne. Oh, oh, diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. Mm-hmm.